Hello children, what you're about to listen to is an improvised comedy podcast, so none of this is medical advice. Uh, If you want medical advice or medical care, contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith, home of Dr. London Smith himself host of the Jock Doc Podcast. Now, let me introduce your host, Dr. London Jock Doc Smith. Hello, and welcome to Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback complaining about the amount of technical terms we've been using, such as pedestrian and nipple, so I will try to speak more simply in the future. Here to assist with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, hey, hey. Cameron is like a buoy on the sea, recognizing and rolling with the waves of the world, then applying that understanding to helping me connect with listeners. Also with us is DJ Danunda House. Plus, Cameron tells me that we have a fitness guru arriving later in the show. We so, sure do. Yeah, so that's stepping a little bit more into the, the jock aspect of the Jock Doc podcast. Fitness guru in our podcast. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, before we move on, I would like to address um, a small sample of uh, listener feedback. Quote, this is such a beautiful sow tree. My wife, Olive... R.I.P. in pieces, best suitable woman, uh, once told me to be thankful for only losing the one eye to polio. God bless. Ha ha ha. End quote. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you for contacting us at Jock Doc. It is, of course, always a pleasure to hear from our listeners. In answer to that question, I'm, I'm not sure to which story you are referring, uh, but... It does, it does indeed sound beautiful, um, and I'm sorry to hear about your wife and that you lost your eye to polio, uh, which that actually sounds like an unusual medical case to me, um, but uh, I wish you well in future endeavors. Thank you for reaching out. You're so heartless, Dr. London. It, for These people are clearly struggling, and here you are, you're a, I, I mean, millionaire, billionaire, I don't even know. You don't even offer to send them a check. You don't even offer them to like buy them new shoes. Well, sounds like he needs a new eye. Well, and that's well for one thing. So polio yeah, is always an excuse. Well, and this was just more feedback on how we are doing on the podcast. It wasn't like a you know, yeah. The feedback is they don't have an eye, and you're crazy rich. I uh, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Wait, well, let's let's move on. Okay. okay. Um, so now for a tale from the psych ward. We had a patient in the psychiatric ICU, or PICU, who claimed to be God, and uh, expanded with the claim that he was the reincarnated Judas Iscariot. Uh, so when asked how he came to this conclusion, he said, oh, basically just through meditation. Uh, he had been... That's reasonable. Well, he, so he had been brought in because, like, in the intensive care unit because he was throwing things in a drugstore while yelling about finding a gateway to another world. 
Okay, well, I mean, if you found a gateway to another world, wouldn't you be a little kind of pissed off? I mean, well, not. I don't think so. Uh, but also... I would. If re- I found out anything that I don't already know about, I'm furious. I'm fuming. I'm fuming thinking about, about discovering learning? something that I'm not already aware of. So, so learning makes you angry. It's disgusting. So, so this podcast disgusts me. Well, I, I don't learn anything from this podcast. I'm disgusted by this podcast for many other reasons, but I've never learned anything from this podcast. I've learned how much of a hassle you are. Okay. Well, okay. So, anyway, so this patient we had, uh, we did what we do with most patients, which is to ask if any me- medications have helped them in the past. So. Uh, we asked what made him feel worse, and he didn't really have an answer. Uh, and then we asked what made him feel better, what helped, and he said meth. Uh, and of course, what really helped him was uh, a few days of antipsychotic medication. Um, and after that point, he began to realize that perhaps he was not a deity. So you sucked the joy and the imagination out of this man. This is what society does to people these days. Well, so a little creativity, you're a little different... And then people like Dr. London are like, oh, you're a, you're a circle trying to fit into this square? Become a square. Well, especially in this instance, the, the man was, the cops were called on him because he was tearing up a he drug was store. He had a vibe. Trying- he was just trying to vibe out. And then Dr. London comes in and says, no, you have to be like everybody else. I- Dude, just ride the vibe. All right, well, so we'll, we'll go ahead and move on from there to um, mm. today's topic, uh, congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure is a chronic progressive condition that occurs when the heart is unable to efficiently pump blood to the rest uh, of the body. This results in the blood backing up into the lungs, and uh, it can even progress further into backing up blood into the neck ba- veins and the liver. So depending on the stage of the disease progression, Patients can present with uh, orthopnea, which is when they have shortness of breath while lying down. Mm-hmm. Um, they can also have what's called a paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, which is uh, sort of a breathless awakening from sleep. They, they feel like they, they can't breathe whenever they're asleep, so they wake up and like rush to the window t- to get a breath. Uh, and they can also have pulmonary edema, um, which is sort of congestion in the lungs. Uh, essentially, the easy way to think about it is blood backing up on the left side of the heart into the lungs, and that excess blood circulating through the lungs um, causes congestion uh, that results in difficulty breathing. What What do you call it? I, I actually really like your advice on this because I've been struggling with, with this lately. What do you call it when you have shortness of breath after you kind of dive bomb off your roof? I, in, okay. Did you dive bomb off your roof? Yeah, well, I do it every day. That's my main form of exercise. And I'm so out of breath afterwards. It hurts like hell. Okay, so you dive bomb from your... And this is just to like your form of exercise every day to, in the morning, did you say? I didn't specify a time. Oh, okay. So th- but this is your exercise. You Does just it need jump. to be in the morning? Because that can happen. Is that the issue? To my understanding, dive bombing is not necessarily the best form of it. And when you say, sorry, to clarify, when you say dive bombing, you mean you just jump off headfirst yeah. off of your roof. Yeah, into like a, pi- like a pile of boxes or something to catch my fall. 
I'm not diving off into the ground. I'm not a moron. Okay, good. Okay. But I am just out of breath. Well, probably, like, are you, how are you landing? Are you landing on your chest? Yeah. So, okay. That's that's what I'm trying to work out is my chest. So I guess it kind of does depend. If it's leg day, then yeah, I'm going to land on my legs. But if it's chest day, which it almost always is, of course I'm going to land on my chest. But then I just can't breathe at all. Well, uh, I don't think that that's necessarily the best way to get exercise because normally exercise is sort of using the muscles rather than just um, putting sudden violent pressure on them. It sounds like you are uh, just causing bruising to your chest, probably. Is it like blue and like is it discolored? afterwards uh, well yeah absolutely yeah and but that's what working out is it's you hurt yourself and then it heals itself a little bit bigger yeah it, in a way um but so in that case what you're doing is just hurting yourself rather than it's not breaking down muscle in the sort of the constructive way that uh like weightlifting would be which is more intentional it, it it's not the same so you're um, saying you, at the Olympics, weightlifting is more of a sport than diving. Then dive bombing off of a roof into a pile of boxes, yes. Well, I'm trying to make that an Olympic sport. Oh, this is... This is part of the whole the, Olympics Olympi- thing, yeah. Okay. For those maybe who who haven't heard, um, my favorite sport is the Olympics. And I've been trying to get some of my games into the Olympics. Uh, we had talked about getting my... Uh, my nephew's gun and you shoot targets off people's back we talked about like picking up coins and huge sacks yeah i remember um, this is sort of the the third game that i'm testing okay and the game is once again you it's exercise sorry it's not a game you jumping off of your roof into a pile depending of on the, whatever yeah of whatever. whatever's around uh, I, I guess out of curiosity does what you jump into uh, factor into the type of game you're doing the um does that factor hmm. into which because i know you talked about leg day and ch- chest day yeah i'm not jumping into like a pile of legs is that what you're asking no no uh i could no, okay and what's i mean I, d- I feel like you probably have access to stuff I don't, like that right i don't think could that you get me some legs this isn't this, we'll talk after the podcast. Yeah, what you're describing better? as a workout, it just isn't. But you can uh, give me like, like human legs that I could dive bomb into, right? I because that's an interesting thread. Okay, yeah, no, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. We'll talk about the body parts later. <sighs> okay, well, uh, Cameron, do we have any sponsors today? Uh, we absolutely do, Doctor London. Okay, we are our sponsor for today is another dating app. Oh, okay, okay. I uh, always like to connect people, so. Yeah, absolutely. This is for Twilight Dating. Oh, okay, so is it like a vampire kind of? No, 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 no. It actually really, really stresses. This has nothing to do with the Twilight series. If you make an account and you make your picture Robert Pattinson, you will be banned immediately. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely so- nothing to do with that. Okay. This is for the the exploding demographic of men and women over the age of 115 years old. 115. Have you, have you joined a dating app that's supposed to be for people over the age of 100 and you're tired of dealing with all these young people who can't even relate to you? 
I this app is for you. I mean, I recognize that there's technically a generation gap, but Huge whenever it's gap, whenever you reach that age, I would assume that it kind of becomes like somewhat irrelevant that the ten or fifteen years situation. It's just, I mean, if you're born in 1903. Are you really going to be able to relate to someone who was born in 1919? I okay, makes we, no sense. Born, I guess one born into the war. These kids born in 1919, they don't know what life was like before the Great know, War. Yeah, World War One or whatever. Yeah. Okay, and Cameron, I should ask because previous on dating apps, you've you've joined, you've tried to sneak in and join them, even though you don't fit into that demographic necessarily. Oh, right, right, right. You didn't. You didn't try that with this one, did well, you? Well, I mean, of course I did. Because you're, and I don't, I don't want to like give away your age or anything, but you're not. I, I know you're, L- you're under a hundred years old. Let me just put it this way: I'm not going to go into too many details because a gentleman never kisses and tells. So, did, I get, I guess. So, how did? So you joined the dating app? Yep. And it went really, really, really well. In the past, I know with other dating apps, you've been rejected quite a bit. Oh yeah, because you were breaking the rules or whatever. So this one, I guess, security's not quite as tight. Well, here's the thing: I just use the face app old age thing to age me up. Okay. I just ran it through that like seven times, just over and over again. So it just kept making it older. Right, because it had to be that old. And then the the you know my girlfriend that I had met through the app. Oh, she she, she is your girlfriend. She sort of sees everything as just kind of blurry blobs okay okay yeah with vision loss and everything cataracts that kind of thing at that age and i mean look does she get the same references i I would imagine i I would imagine that she does not whatever so what love is about you know right so okay so you really feel like a real connection oh yeah with her romantically Uh, connection with her lips okay could i could i ask her name no. Okay, and what does she? Well, I was, would ask what does she do, but I'm guessing she's retired. Uh, I haven't asked. Okay, so you, uh, what what made you guys? We're uh uh, our mouths are a little too busy to talk. I should say. Okay. See. Okay. Well, I get. I guess at Twilight Dating, you can find someone to share your burial plot with. You don't want to be buried alone. They also have special prices on different packages. If you know that this is your last 72 hours, you get a discount. If you know oh. this is your final 24 hours, you get an even better discount. You can meet other people who only have 72 hours left too. Okay, and like have have that time sort of meeting someone new who you can sort of make a, a connection. I was going to say lasting connection, yeah. but obviously not lasting. Or, uh, you know, you could meet someone presenting as... You only have 72 hours left and then maybe trying to get into their will. Is, is this what you were with, with our your, mouths were too busy for, to, to talk about wills. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well I am. So this is nothing to do with me. I guess I am glad about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that sounds any, any other details on that? Um, I mean, it costs like $200,000 to sign up. Okay, well, hopefully one of our listeners is 115 years old or more, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and are interested in spending at that age, maybe some people have that kind of wealth stored up for their last little bit of time. Yeah, you better. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Um, and thank you to our, what was the name of that dating app again? Twilight Dating. Twilight Dating. And it's not the movie or books. Yeah. It's not Team Edward, not Team Jacob. No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you to our sponsor. Cameron, uh, you said you had a fitness guru here as a guest today. Is yeah, right? absolutely. All right. Uh, Fit and disc guru into the podcast. Yeah. No, you uh, you did say that earlier. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, hello. Hey, uh, hi. Hello. Uh, my name is Dr. London Smith.com, and this is the Jock Doc Podcast. Uh, well, and this is Cameron. Uh, yeah, thank you for stopping by. No, I, I really appreciate you guys having me. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. It really is. All right. And what was your name? Uh, John. John. Okay. Well, nice to meet you, John. Um, all right. And so, uh, Cameron tells me that you're sort of a fitness guru. Yeah. I mean, fitness is my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's all I do, but you know, I would, I would really say that I'm just a guy with a passion. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert or a guru. Um, but I suppose someone like yourself would. So, so, so. It's more of a hobby for you, but you know so much about it that to the average person, maybe your hobby is extensive knowledge. The, maybe the in comparison, the ignorant masses like yourself wouldn't really understand. That's the one kind of fitness knowledgeable people like John and myself. Uh, so you, Cameron, you would also group yourself into this well, fitness. I, I mean, I just talked to you about my regimen. I mean, can I be honest with you? Ago. I walked into the room, and this is what usually happens. I pick out people that have a passion for fitness, mm -hmm. and I can just see it. Yep. And and uh, producer Cameron definitely has that passion. What, if, I, if I could ask, what, what, what was part of your assessment? What factors go into that initial assessment? Because for me, it would be, you know, looking at the muscle groups, like seeing, like, do they have you know, sizable deltoids, the biceps, whatever, those kinds of things. Well, I, I don't know what those words are, mm -hmm. but I just look a man in the eyes and I'll stare for about 3.8 seconds. That's all it takes. Yep. And I know. Wow. So see, for you... See, he doesn't need devices like you do. Oh, let me stick you into this CAT scan machine. Let me... Let me get this little thing that I use to hit your knees and elbows to see if they pop because I'm crazy. It's not I, like that. If you're a real expert, you just see someone's heart. Okay, so what you're saying is that rather than looking at muscle groups, like, and those are pretty basic muscle groups that, that most people know, like the like deltoids, those are kind of your shoulder area. Like, and Would you your, say that one more time for me? Uh, deltoids? Del what? Okay, no, not the computer. Uh, no, this is so the delta. Anyway, so there are these muscle groups that usually you can sort of size people up a little bit and say like, oh, this person works out, or like their pecs, that kind of thing. Pe pectoralis major, minor. Pe well, major is what you see. Pectoralis. Yeah. No. You sound incredulous. So what I feel like right now, do you watch Jimmy Fallon? Because um, what he does, he's got this bit on the show where he goes on the sidewalk and he makes up these facts uh, and people don't know that they're fake and so they agree to him. Is that what you... J Jimmy? Is, is Jimmy here today? I, uh, that would be great would for us. But... The whole show makes so much more sense if you, it was just Jimmy Fallon 
making Dr. London tell us insane, nonsensical, stupid, Wait, ignorant, waste of time. That would make it make sense? Yeah. If Jimmy Fallon was manipulating my words? If Jimmy Fallon told you, hey, go out there as a fun prank, why don't you say the stupidest, dumbest things you can possibly think of, waste everyone's time, and just make everyone's lives significantly worse? That would, oh my god! You think that that John would... John is really onto something That here. that would make more sense than just medic trying to educate people about would medicine. Would you call but would you call it more sense when one thing makes zero sense and one thing just does? Yeah. Would that be more or would that just be sense? I you times anything by zero it's zero, you know? Boom. Yep. Right. Okay, so times anything by a negative it's a negative. Well, I don't know about that. I'd well, s- if it's a positive. Okay, so John, what um what about your fitness? What about your lifestyle makes you feel like you are a fitness guy, aside from the eye contact? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I don't know if you noticed when I walked in, I've got to walk a little sideways through the doorways. Um, the latimus dorsi, it's actually the largest muscle group in the upper body. Um, it's what I focus on. Well, it's, it's not like it's, it's, a, it's a large muscle on the back. On, on like dorsi comes from uh, the lat. It's for the back, like the dorsal fin of a fish. It's the it's Latin back. doctor, and so and then latissimus. Uh, well, the whole group of word is like big muscle on the back, latissimus dorsi. Um, so that muscle is normally f- like for climbing specifically. Right, being able to hang for a long amount of time and pull yourself up. Right, um, wow. and and that's what I spend. You know, I, I would say probably. 95 to 99.99% of my time on. Wow. What? Okay, what about the rest of your time? That other, what, five-ish percent? Yeah, that's spent walking into and out of the gym. Mm. Okay. So you, you're you training exclusively and with all of your time uh, on this one particular muscle group. Because I, I will say, like, your arms are just atrophied. Like, there's there's nothing there. They're gaunt. And your legs also like very spindly. Your neck, like everything, looks pretty, uh, like malnourished almost. Um, but but, admittedly, your latissimus dorsi is kind of there. Uh, what, as from what I can see, at least it's it's an odd shape to be honest. Because- sure. Yeah, I can see how someone like yourself might think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said a lot of big words before. Um, it's it's what he tries to do. He tries to trip you up by throwing around these terms just to kind of make you feel small. Sure. And it's got me on edge because I don't know them. So mm-hmm. I feel like you want me to be smaller because I am so large with my latimus dorsi. Mm-hmm. So careful. All right. Um, yeah, let's I'm have sorry. a little respect for our guest, but, Dr. London. And I did not mean to offend in any way. I am more trying to clarify and understand. Maybe your clarification needs clarification. Okay, well, um, okay, so you're you're working out this particular muscle group. Um, why not work out uh, your, uh, t- I guess, t- to be more simple about it, uh, your arms Okay. or any of that? Yeah, because you don't need your arms as much in climbing. You need your latimus dorsi. Okay, so, so you're a climbing enthusiast. I should have asked that, of course. No. Okay, well, why, then why are you... Uh, so, so you're not you don't you work out your climbing muscles uh, exclusively 
Correct. But you do not climb. That's correct. Um, I don't like to climb. In fact, I only clumbed once Mm. by accident. And I don't intend to go. I'm sorry. On on accident, you clumbed? That's correct. Um, In what... In what scenario was, how did, how did this come about? And how, I, I don't often accidentally climb. That seems like a very sort of a, a, an action that requires more initiative. You don't fall into that. It's the opposite of falling Right. Into well, something. one morning I woke up in a tree and I fell out, but my shoes were still on the top of the tree. So I had to climb back up. It was an accident that I fell out. Yeah. Okay. So the falling out was the accident, but the climb. Okay. That makes sense. So. Was it based on that experience? That no, I I am just prepared, and it's a specific preparation I understand, but what if I go to the Grand Canyon? Okay. Right. And my tour guide, Chadwick Howell III. Chadwick Howell III. He goes by Chad, though. Okay. But with a name like that, you got to think he's from the Northeast. There's nothing to climb up there. What does he know? Yeah. So I've got to be prepared, right? Okay. Right. So I'm in the Grand Canyon, Colorado River, nice and cool. All of a sudden, Chadwick's like, "Hey, let's get out of here." He falls and hits his head. Wow. Now so- Chad's got blonde hair, so you can see all of the blood, right? And I can see the way out. It's straight up. I've got to be able to climb. Yeah. Dr. London Smith. Everyone's biggest fear. Right. Wow. So you're... So, so, okay, do you have any plans to go to the Grand Canyon? Why is this... No, it's actually very hot there, and I'm not into that. Okay. So, so this... You have the... This sounds just so specific, this scenario that you have in your head. Um this is this is this is everyone's biggest fear, Doctor London. Specific, broad. Those are just words. Yeah. Latimus dorsi. These are muscles. Well, okay. For climbing. I'll, well, on that, Cameron, you say it's everyone's. I've never heard you mention this particular fear. This is what keeps me awake at night and all day. All day. As yeah, well? I can't sleep, and when I do. I'm dreaming about this. Okay, and sorry to, to restate the issue here. You're, you okay? You're preparing. You're working out these muscles, latissimus dorsi. You're working these out specifically for this scenario in which you're in the Grand Canyon with a tour guide, Chad, and that tour guide becomes incapacitated. Correct. And uh, then you just have to climb your way out of the situation, and that's. That's this hypothetical that you don't you don't want to go there even. Mm-hmm. This hypothetical is why you work out. You're a real survivalist, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I am prepared um, for that situation anytime, any day. Um, and the thing is, Chad never has the proper climbing equipment, so it's not like I've got ropes and I can anchor into the all. wall. It's a free climb. You seen that uh, documentary, Free Solo? Uh, I, I have not. Yeah, me neither. But he doesn't use ropes, I think. Okay, so and sorry to clarify on this. You said you were not uh, like a climbing enthusiast. Have you tried, let's say, free climbing like you're, you're saying? Like that's that seems like something that would be reasonable, like beyond the, building the muscles, learning the technique. 
have you learned to free climb and well he told you that he climbed into that tree that he fell out of that was presumably free didn't cost him any money well, might have that cost was him a at shoe. gunpoint but there was a, sorry at gunpoint well yeah i mean producer cameron mentioned that I, I was free to climb the tree, but it was at gunpoint, so was it really free? Yeah, that's true. So, okay, I guess we can... Uh, so that that situation there... Um, Do you okay. have a gun when you're in the Grand Canyon? Yes. Okay, good. It's a rubber band gun, but I have a gun. Okay, wow. Okay. This is the kind of survivalist stuff we need to be talking about, Dr. London. I guess, real raw stuff, real stuff that people deal with. Okay, so so with the tr- the tree situation, maybe, and I'm sorry if this is going to be getting a little bit uh, more um, more uncomfortable, but I I would like to ask, uh, was that a traumatic experience for you? And maybe that's that that fear is is that what drives you to have all of this was it like sort of a post traumatic situation? Wow, wow. I- I just, producer Cameron, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Can we just, Dr. Lennon, could you just step, just uh, I'll step here, back do you want to play a game on my phone? Just no, play a game on my phone. I'll just, I'll, I'm just going to load I'll, up okay. uh, the that poppy jump from 15 years ago and you can play that. Okay. Is, is he always this insensitive? Yeah. Is he always just a huge, just jerk ass piece of, piece of jerk? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He he go he he finds the things that he thinks will humiliate you, mm-hmm. and then he shoves it in your face over and over and over again. Yeah, from the beginning, I, when I walked in, I felt like he wanted me to feel small. And the thing is, when we leave, when we're in the parking lot, he's gonna go, "Man, that guy was a loser. Okay. He's such a big loser." Okay, so wow. you're I, the, the phone just had one of the stickers on it with the the pictures of apps. Uh huh. Was that? Like, so that's not a game. Well, if you like. shake it, there's kind of like like little beads in there, and I think it lights up. Well, I feel like you guys are probably done talking about whatever. Or eh, uh, give us like thirty more seconds. Okay, I guess. Yeah, just just shake the phone. Just okay, rattle just... it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, if we get into the parking lot, it's gonna be like, oh, I hate everyone. I hope all my patients die. I'm gonna do surgery on them, even if they don't need it, just to screw with them, because that's what makes me feel powerful. That's the yeah, kind that, of guy he is. That's yeah. That, uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm just glad I'm not by myself. Oh, here. it's not specific to you. Okay. You're the expert, right? Here. Well, don't worry. Thank you. Okay. Okay. okay um. Well, so let's. I did want to clarify one thing, though. Yeah. You did mention that 5% to 0.01% of your time is spent leaving and then coming to the gym. Correct. Um, but you also spend time falling out of this tree. Do you live in this tree? And is it outside this what, the gym? Okay, this is actually a fair question. Do you leave the gym, similar. climb up into the tree, live in that tree, leave the tree and go back to the gym? Because the the tree situation that seems awesome. I oh I was gonna say I that, that was the part efficient. I, waking up in a tree is what I didn't understand. It sounded like pretty sure he lives in the tree. That's dedication. Something you would never understand. Right. You would never live in a tree outside of the hospital. I will say because you're you're too obsessed with your cozy bed and your big TV. And you know when I spent that three point eight seconds staring into your eyes. I thought about giving it a little more time because I thought maybe it's there. It just wasn't. 
So uh, to answer your question, yes. And also, yeah. Okay. To both of those, same question of do you live in a tree? Uh-huh. Okay. So you're just, you're just affirming twice. Okay. Right. Well, you seemed like you needed a little extra affirmation from me. I don't yeah. know why. Okay. Um, now, wait a minute. What I fear that you think of me is that I just live in a tree like a bird. I, In the sense that birds often live in trees, like that, as far as that comparison goes, yes, but no further. I don't think that you are a bird person, if that's what you're getting at. It wasn't, but now that you've mentioned it. Okay. My sorry, lats what? are pretty wide. Oh, I'm sorry. Lats. Uh, that's what we in the gym biz call. Latissimus dorsi, right? Wow. So, um, lats, it's just easier for you guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, Producer Cameron, you understand Oh, I don't everything. know the jar. I, I just know how to, like, work out and, and, and sure. you know, yeah, you don't, you don't, eat healthy. You don't I, spend I don't time get getting caught up in caught the jargon. Up. Absolutely, the, yeah. No, I can see that. I didn't even need the 3.8 for you. I, I, I yeah. saw that right away. So, uh, that in that one scenario, and I'm sorry if... If if this is and if this is too if I'm prying too much then please just just stop me and we can move on. Okay. But um, that time whenever you fell out of the tree and wanted to climb back up and you had a gun uh held to your head was that a rubber band gun and was that was there a child there with rubber band gun and that's that was the coercion going on there. Doctor London, are you scared of someone pointing a rubber band gun at you? Uh, slight slightly maybe. Okay, so if you're only slightly scared of that, would I be scared at all? I, it's tough to tell at this point. Is it? Okay, so is that that's the answer we're gonna get for that one? Is okay. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that John was probably nesting in his tree, and a hunter came by, and you know tried to do what hunters do. Because I wasn't wearing bright orange, so in fairness to the man, he just sees something in the tree. He saw it fall. He thought, "Hey, that's easy." Yeah. Easy uh, shot. Luckily, he got close enough before anything happened. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, climbed back up. I did again. My shoes were up there. Okay. And I was headed to the gym, which is right beside my house. And which that's is the tree. The hunter was was there at the gym. Well, when you, when yes. you say hunter, been, when we say hunter here, do we mean do we mean a child? Why are you so fixated on these kids? Only sorry, it's only because you, the rubber band guns generally are a thing associated with children, toys, um, and so just because I'm prepared to be stuck in the Grand Canyon with the tour guide Chad with blonde hair that's bleeding that can't climb. And I've got a rubber band gun doesn't mean that everyone around me has a rubber band gun or that I've ever seen a rubber band gun. And it sort of sounds oh. like you're calling our guest a child because he happens to have a rubber ga- a rubber band gun in preparation for survival. Except that he doesn't have the, the rubber band gun. It, it's a hypothetical scenario in which... Well, yeah, I don't think he has a rubber ga- band gun. No, but I'm prepared in this scenario with the rubber band gun. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all part of this very, very specific hypothetical. You've um, got to be ready. It's my biggest 
fear. Right. I cry. I can't blink longer than an instant because if I do, I see it. And, do and you I'm have, not prepared. So for you, it's just the idea of climbing in the Grand Canyon, though? I don't know anything about Chad at all. The, so I, are you scared because you just heard about Chad? I just don't know anything about him. He's an enigma. And so Chad's the scary part for you. What are we going to talk about? So so for you, it's not just the climbing situation. It's, it's all, all of it. It's the, the conversation before he gets incapacitated. Uh, it's just everything. What am I going to wear? Right. Okay. Uh, this is why I need advice from someone like our guest to help me through these kind of things. To teach me survival. Right. Okay. Well, um... Th- thank Which you. Which is why I'm here to announce I am moving into John's tree. Yeah, there's plenty of space. Sweet. I'm sorry. When you say tree, I should clarify this. Is it a tree house or is it a tree? Like just the. Uh, you you mentioned Cameron. You mentioned nest as if. Like, have you visited this tree living space? I can imagine it. Okay, and John, is it? Uh, I I don't know if you ever if you did confirm that you live in a tree. Correct. Is it a tree house? Is it a? I the know the tree it's a, is my house. Yes. Well, the tree is your house. Correct. Like, is part of it and hollowed when you out? Think about it. Whenever kids leave their parents' house, the parents become empty nesters. The house is the nest. Mm-hmm. So, with all that, yes, the tree is my house. Okay. I get. I guess. Never mind. So, Cameron, you're going to go live in the same tree. To learn uh, survival, yeah. And you're calling it a tree house, even though it possibly is just a tree that you refer to as a house. All right. Well, um, that that's great. Uh, thank you, John, for coming by and sharing your uh, your fitness knowledge with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thank you, Cameron, as always. Uh, thank you, too. Did you the house? And uh, this has been the Jock Doc Podcast.